Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Today, I want to talk to you about high performance. I want to talk to you about a mindset, an attitude that every top performing individual has. And that is when everybody else has gone home, the top performer asks themselves, what else can I do? And what am I going to do next? To be honest with you, it doesn't even really matter what comes up as an answer for those two questions. It's the mindset behind the person that asks those questions that makes the massive leap. Bodybuilders, for example. Now, bodybuilding is one of the most brutal sports out there. So when I was younger, I used to do a lot of bodybuilding, lift a lot of weights, and it's a solo sport, you're on your own, and literally, the way you get better is by destroying your body. So you go in there, you have to lift heavier than you've ever lifted before. It puts unbelievable strain on your body, your tendons, your muscles. You're deliberately breaking down the muscles so it repairs itself stronger and bigger. It's brutal. And everyone that competes in bodybuilding, not that I did, they all work hard in the gym. They all go through pain. They all go through intense regimes in terms of their nutrition and their eating. They all make incredible sacrifices. Every sports person, every musician, every top performing business owner, entrepreneur, they all make these unbelievable sacrifices. But here's the thing, what separates the very, very top from the good or even the great is that when everybody else has gone home, when everybody else has said, I've done enough, when they're worn out, when they're beaten down, when they're broken down potentially, they're exhausted, they are done, they still ask themselves that question, what else can I do right now? They let the ideas come and then they ask themselves, what am I going to do next? It might be one more set. It might be 10 more kicks a handful of press-ups, another 100 meters on the run. It might be so small, but those small differences between when they would have given up, they would have gone home, even though everyone would have forgiven them for doing it, they've worked hard, but they do that one little bit extra, that consistently separates the very, very best from even the great. Johnny Wilkinson was famous for this. So Johnny Wilkinson, if you remember was part of the Lions that won the World Cup in rugby and is gone down and revered as one of the greatest rugby players of all time. His work ethic actually transformed to some degree how teams train to this very day. Now, everybody at world-class rugby level works hard. You get that? You don't get to be in the World Cup. You don't get to play for your country in any sport 
without being dedicated, making the sacrifices, without hurting, without bleeding on the field in terms of rugby anyway. And that's what it takes to just be out there. If you want to separate yourself from everybody else, like Johnny has, he's gone down in the history books. I'm talking about him right now. I'm not talking about anybody else on that team right now. That's what separates you is that what else can I do? What am I going to do next? What else? What next? And famously, Johnny Wilkinson would go out on the pitch and long after everybody else had hit the showers, he would continue to kick, right? And if you remember Johnny Wilkinson, he was absolutely famous for his penalty shots. He was famous for his kicking. He'd go on the pitch and he would kick and he would kick and he would kick and he would kick. Every other rugby player in his position was also kicking and kicking and kicking. However, when everybody else had hit the showers saying they had done the job they needed to do, they were exhausted and tired, beaten up, he kept kicking, he kept kicking, he kept kicking. In fact, Johnny Wilkinson would not leave the pitch until he felt he was kicking as good as he could possibly kick. If he could do it in the realms of a normal training routine, I believe that he would go and hit the showers. But I know for a fact that if he hadn't got to that place when everyone else had finished, he would stay out there long after everybody else had left the pitch. David Beckham, famously, right? Everyone talks about David Beckham having this unbelievable talent and Johnny Wilkinson having this unbelievable talent, this incredible talent. And we look at film stars and pop stars and wow, this amazing talent. And in the case of David Beckham and all these other people, yeah, they may have a degree of talent. They may be gifted in many ways, but unless they really drive home the work ethic that's needed to support those gifts, they might only have otherwise been good or great. And good footballing probably doesn't get you in the Premiership. It certainly isn't going to get you in the World Cup. David Beckham put himself on the map as one of the world's greatest footballers, partly because of an unbelievable talent, but definitely mostly because of his work ethic. David Beckham would kick and kick and kick. And just like Johnny Wilkinson, David Beckham was famous for his kicks. He was famous for his penalties, his corner shots. He was famous for his free kicks. He didn't just have that innate ability. He might have had an innate ability, but he certainly didn't have that ability that made him world-class and not just world-class, world-topping class. He was out there kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking. And when he wasn't on the pitch kicking the ball, the penalties and the corners, he would do them in his head. And he would go over and over and rehearse them over and over, building that muscle memory over and over, visualizing the kicks over and over. Bear in mind, in football, to get to world-class status, you all have to do incredible work. You all have to be out there kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking. Of course you do. Why did David Beckham separate himself from the rest of the pack? Because he was always asking himself those questions, what else, what next? Now, he may not specifically use those words. He may not even use that language, and he may not even be aware that's what he was doing, but that is what he was doing. He was separating himself from everybody else, either consciously or unconsciously, by doing a little bit more than everybody else. So in your business, in your life even, in your sport, whatever it is that you do that you're passionate about and you want to excel at, understand that when you stop, 
it's normally an artificial trigger. It's normally your unconscious that's saying either I'm tired, I'm worn out, I've done enough, or it's some other artificial trigger like it's the end of the day. I said I was going to run for half an hour. I said I was going to the gym for an hour. So you come to the end of the training session or you come to the end of the period or you said you're going to do 50 press-ups and you come to the end of those 50 press-ups and then you stop because you achieved what you set out to achieve. Now, even if you're really challenging yourself like that, you're still only going to be in the pack of great people. If you want to be the best or take yourself to another level beyond that, understand that all these people are doing the same as you. So you have to do something more, something else. So at the end of your training routine, you say to yourself, what else could I do right now? You might be spent, exhausted, tired, beaten up, whatever. And if all you've got left in you is one kick, that's one kick that you weren't going to do. If all you had, you know, you said you're going to go and run five kilometers and you run that five kilometers and the five kilometers gets you back to your car or gets you back to your house or wherever it might be, the pub, wherever it is you're running. And instead of stopping at five kilometers because that's what you said you were going to do or because that's the natural end to what you're doing, just ask yourself right now and say, what else could I do right now? And I mean this, right? It might be you run another kilometer. It might be you run around a car park. It might be you just drop and do some press-ups. But understand that those little extras, those little increments that you're adding to everything really add up. As they compound over every training session or every day or every piece of work that you do, they compound. So at the other end, you know, a year, two years, five years, 10 years from now, you'll be in a completely different space than you would have been had you just kept stopping when you'd either felt like you'd finished, felt like you'd done enough, or you were just exhausted or tired or whatever it might be. I'm not advocating killing yourself. I'm not saying that, but Johnny Wilkerson did do some serious damage to his body to get to that status. And to some degree, if you want to be that kind of elite athlete and whatever else, you're probably going to have to potentially push yourself to those limits. Now, you're listening to this podcast. I'm assuming you might not necessarily want to be the number one football in the world or the number one anything in the world. But understand the same premise applies to you as it does to these guys, which is don't stop just because you've made a decision to stop or your unconscious is stopping you. Just say to yourself, when you get to the end or where you think the end is or you think you've had enough, what else can I do? What else could I do right now? And then say, what am I going to do next? Maybe you don't do anything, but asking the question will separate you from everybody else. Doing anything after that question will move you ahead of where you would have otherwise been. It will move you ahead of everybody else that doesn't ask that question. And it will reel in like a fishing rod and a fishing line. It will reel in that future faster. And the future will get bigger and bigger as all these little additions start to compound up. It's a bit like saving money for the future, investing money for the future. You know, it's the compound effect. You put a certain amount of money in now and it will continue to make you more and more money. It will increase as the interest gets applied. And then every year, the same interest gets applied, but the amount is more, so it increases. You get this compound curve. It's exactly the same with this. But equally on that, not only do you get the compound curve, but if you continue to add more money at the same time, so instead of just putting 10 grand into investments and leaving it, it may well be worth 50,000 in 20 years' time or whatever it might be. But if you added 
an extra 10, 20, 50 pounds, whatever, all those little numbers, all those little amounts really make a massive difference to the other end. So instead of having 10 grand that is worth 50,000, I'm making these numbers up by the way, instead of 10,000 being worth 50,000 in 20 years, you might put 10,000 in, you might put an extra 10,000 in over the same period. And instead of having 50,000 at the end, you may have 100,000 at the end. It's the same with anything else in life. So rather than being that person that says, I'm going to do 10 reps of bench press or 10 reps of bicep curls, when you get to that 10th rep, give yourself that moment, that pause, and ask yourself the question, what else could I do? What else am I going to do? Maybe it's one more rep, maybe two more reps. The truth of the matter is there's way more in the tank than you think there is. And we stop way before we ever hit our limit. When I used to train in kickboxing and I used to train kickboxers, I never used to give people 10 of anything or five minutes of anything. We'd always make it an uneven number. Even to this day, by the way, you know, if I was going to go and run a mile, I'll run a mile and then some hundred yards, right? Just because I'm going to break this pattern in my head that I'm going to run a mile because a mile is this fixed number. I'm going to do 10 minutes and then I'll do 11 minutes. Or I'm going to do, I don't know, 20 press-ups, do 22 press-ups, 21, 23, 25, whatever it might be. But break that, that kind of inertia of saying, I'm going to do one hour of this. I'm going to do like 10 hours of this. I'm going to do 100 of these or 20 of these or 1,000 of these and understand that we're be manipulated into these whole numbers. We'd be manipulated into what we think is the right amount and understanding that if I was going to stop where I said I was going to stop, everything I do after that is massively compounded at the other end. Just like the money, 10 grand goes in, every pound I put in on top of that, every 10 pound, might not feel like a lot, but every one of those has a massive dramatic increase at the back end. It either makes the back end much bigger and or it brings the back end much faster towards you. So one of the things you can do right now in order to massively increase your performance, it also conditions your mindset and conditions your attitude to playing it safe or playing it small. And I don't mean that to be insulting, even if you are working hard, but it conditions you for more discomfort and it conditions you to dig in and it conditions you to push that little bit further. And it really will separate yourself from where you were, but also separate yourself from everybody else that doesn't do that. So today, for example, I set myself the task of recording a certain number of podcasts. And I kind of hit my rhythm and hit my flow and hit my stride. And rather than breaking that flow, I thought, right, you know what? I'll, I'll just do one more, right? I could pack up. I've done what I said I was going to do. I could pack up, go and watch some TV. I've still got to go for a run tonight. I could have finished up and be done with it. And I've done everything I set out to do. I achieved my target and I achieved my goal. I'm on track for where I wanted to be with this particular outcome. But instead of that, I thought rather than pack it all up, it's out, it's set up. I'm here. I'm in the studio. My brain's in the right mindset. I'm in flow. The technology's up and running. It's all working well. I'll do one more. And at the end of that last one, I thought, you know what? I'll do one more. And when I had the thought that I'll do one more, this was the podcast that I knew I had to do. Because I thought, you know what? I'm literally doing it right now. At the end of what I said I was going to do, I unconsciously asked the question, what else could I do? I could go to the house and chill out. 
for a bit. I'd go straight out for my run and get that out of the way. I could go and move on to some other work that I still want to get done today. There's a, th- there's a whole lot of things I could do. But one of the things I could do is I could have done one more podcast. And then I could have done one more podcast again. And actually, I've ended up recording three more podcasts than I intended to do today because of just that question, what else can I do? What next? Now, the truth of the matter is I'm not going to record anymore. I'm asking myself the question right now, what else could I do? The truth of the matter is I could sit here and do another podcast, right? I could. I still, however, have my other goals to achieve. So I still go for this run. I probably should spend some time tracing my partner in life and in business at some point before she goes to bed. There's a load of things that I need to get done. The question is, what else could I do? One of the things I could do is I could do another podcast. However, I've pushed myself way beyond what I said I was going to do. I'm happy with that level of performance. It's going to have a knock-on because it means the run's going to be a bit harder than it would have been because I'm tired or more tired than I would have been. It's later than I wanted it to be. So it's going to have a knock-on effect for the rest of this evening. It's quite late already, but it's going to have that knock-on effect. So it's going to get increasingly harder today to continue to finish what I set out to do today. However, the decision to do these extra podcasts put me in a position that I knew not only was I going to put a lot more energy into this, but I've now got a big jump forward on this project. I know there's a price to pay for that decision, which is everything that comes after is now later and will be a little bit harder than it was going to be. However, I made that decision. I paid that price. And what that means is, is I'm now much further ahead than I would have been. Does this make sense? I'm not holding myself up as a great athlete or anything else. And whilst I may have let myself go physically to some extent, the mindset that I gained through all those years of fighting and all those years of working with fighters and all the years I've worked with personal performance, that conditioning has gone into me and it has instilled an incredible work ethic in me. And as my partner Tracy would tell you that, You know, I have this incredible ability to dig in, this incredible ability to push harder. And that, as just one of the attributes that I have, is responsible for me being a lot further ahead in life than I ever would have been had I not had that mindset and that attitude. Do I get it right every single time? No. Can I be a lazy bastard sometimes? Oh my God, yes, I definitely can. Can I give up? Yes, I can, right? I'm not holding myself up there as any kind of benchmark. I'm using Johnny Wilkerson, I'm using David Beckham, and I'm using all these great role models to do that for me. I'm not one of those guys. However, I'm constantly working on myself and bringing this forward in my own life. And of course, as I keep saying to all my people at Success Groups in my mastermind, and I'll say this to you now, it's not that I've got everything sorted. I'm just on my journey and I invite you on that journey with me. And I invite you to learn from me from the things that are working in my own life and the things that I'm also applying to my clients and my members that's also working for them. There's no rules in life about how hard you need to work or how big you have to go in life. But the bottom line is really simple. If you want to be a top performer, if you want to be a high performer, ask yourself these two questions. When you're finished, even if you're tired, you're exhausted, you're knackered, even when you're done and you've achieved what you said you're going to achieve, what else? What next? Those two questions will separate you from who you were and where you were, and it will separate you out from the majority of your competition.
Nice one, guys. Thank you once again for being a part of this. I really appreciate you giving me this time and your attention right now. I do not take it lightly. I'm well aware that many people are vying for your time and attention right now. So as always, I really appreciate you spending this time with me. If you are a five-figure business, in other words, you're doing 20, 30, 40, 50, or even 60,000 pounds, or maybe just starting out in business, but for whatever reason, you haven't yet hit 100K or more in turnover, please get yourself on my six-figure fast-track webinar. It's completely free of charge. It's a resource that I'm making available to all small business owners because I'm absolutely committed to helping small business owners start to achieve the success that I believe they deserve, given all the effort and the work they put in, but also the the challenges that they take on and the risks they take and the braveness and the boldness that it takes in order to be a business owner, I want to reward that for you. So if you haven't yet got yourself to 100K or more turnover, get yourself onto the Six Figure Fast Track webinar. You'll find it at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll put the link in the descriptions below. Get yourself over there. Let me talk to you about the six-figure mindset you need to have in place, the six-figure model you need to have in your business, and the six-figure methodology that's going to get you to 100K or more in turnover in the next 12 months or less. I'll see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 